Welcome in to the DNVR Gaming Podcast, brought to you by WGT Golf, the most beloved free golf game in the world, played by over 20 million people, including the three of us, really everybody on the DNVR staff, and most of the people in the DNVR community. If you want to play any of us, you want to challenge us, or just have some fun out there on some real-to-life golf courses, playing closest to the hole or full stroke play, you got to download it at dnvrgolf.com. Join our country club or our second country club, or certainly before too long here, our third country club. That's how much fun we're all having with this thing. Uh, people are having a blast. Join, join the party, as it were. Um, I've been getting a little bit better. I thought I was gaining and improving and fell into what I've discovered is traditional terrible golfer logic when I thought I was going to be able to do better on the par fours because there, there was more of a, of a chance there to make up for any given mistakes and, and very quickly learned on the fours of July competition that more strokes is just an opportunity to make that many more mistakes. (laughs) And so I have learned what many golfers have known for a long time, which is that you still just actually have to be good at it. Giving you more chances doesn't make it easier. We got to do more tournaments with like the fastest greens possible, because I've realized when the greens are that fast, it levels the playing field to where the good putters aren't don't get that advantage because the greens are just way too fast. There you go. You'll level the playing field specifically for us bad putters. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> we bad on the green, that's where we're making it up. <laughs> Love it. So on today's show, we want to talk mostly about co-op gaming uh, is it, sort of a big topic especially recently in gaming uh, i feel like it goes back quite a ways and it, there's a an odd kind of narrative surrounding it we were talking about that before we came on there it can almost feel like co-op gaming is a dirty word you don't usually see games that are built around co-op play um winning game of the year very often stuff like that they're, they're usually these more single player experiences so we want to talk a little bit why that's the case talk about some of the ones that that you know i just thought of that as i was doing this intro but um just you know they they tend not to be celebrated as much and i think we want to talk about some of the ones that should be celebrated uh some of the value of playing a game co-op to begin with as opposed to an isolated experience so let's just start there with uh some of our favorites over the year of course Cygnus coming in with Left 4 Dead 2 baby uh Rudo do, do you have a favorite co-op game or two over the years I before we jump into this I think we need to define what qualifies as a co-op game okay like yeah. on a on a base level it's a game that more than one person is playing together at the same time right sure but when you talk about co-op in my mind the implication is you have to be on a team of some sort, or you have to at least be working together towards a similar goal. You're not playing GoldenEye back on the N64, where four of you can play at the same time, but you're all actively trying to kill each other. <laughs> right. Um, I also don't think like MMOs are what right, I would think of exactly. as like a co-op game. Mm-hmm. Like those are those are games that are like built around thirty people. Like you have to do that. Yeah. It, right. So 
where do you draw the line? Is Halo a co-op game because you're playing four on four? So you do have three teammates, but you're also trying to kill people that you're I playing. I generally with. don't view PvP experiences as co-op experiences. I would agree. I, yeah. I don't think that it is. It's it's more I, of the, PvP is PvP. Like right. I it, do think that the the solo campaigns with the co-op mode on Halo count as yeah. co-op. Though. Yeah, if you're oh, going through. For sure. Yeah, if you and a friend or, or you and your significant other are sitting there on the couch going through the the main story of Halo together, then right then it fits in. So yeah, it, definitely. Um. So yeah, I think you know uh, whoever threw up here Mario Kart 64 is dope. That's all I have to say. And my wife is better than you. Probably true. I used to be okay at that game, but again, not not the type of thing. I think there is one Mario Kart version where you can do a kind of co-op thing. Yeah, double it's dash. Double yeah. dash. Okay, I, I'm glad I was not just making that up in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so those are are the things we won't be discussing. Your your now. What about like a game like Mario Party too? Same thing, right? Like that's, it's yeah, you're yeah, that's PvP. Yeah. yeah, and there's not uh, co-op modes in those over the years. I played the first couple. What are there? Twelve Mario parties now. So many. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. So, so I guess generally we're defining it as a, a team of humans versus the game, essentially. Yeah. Right. But excluding as we were talking about here, um, yes. MMO stuff and and all of the sort of. So it has to. Does it have to be local? I guess that's a question because no, now. No. Because right, because there because are there are lots of games that, now that don't even do local co-op. They don't they right. don't allow they don't allow for couch co-op um, right. versus the online. Right, which bothers me. But I yeah. mean, yeah, we can later in the show dive into the whole single screen debate and all of that. But sure, um, I guess to get back to the original question of uh, what favorite co-op games do I have? Um, the Halo campaign, obviously, a great one. A uh, lot of lot of fun memories of that. A game franchise that I really didn't like the games, but the co op made it fun for me because I got to play with my friends. Was Gears of War? It's mm, a good one for me yeah. too. Yeah, not my favorite series, but I had a good time with friends. Yeah, because yeah. you you know when you the big draw of co op is you get to hang out and. I can't speak for you guys, but being a gamer and being a kind of nerd in high school, I had a couple of close friends, and that was it. Yeah. So congrats I, on the friends. Yeah. <laughs> but so that was, you know, the two, three, four of us at most would get together and play co-op games. And if you didn't like the game, you had the good experience of hanging out with your friends. And if you like the game, bonus. But either way. Uh, the co-op games were more of a, a vessel than anything to me for, for hanging out with friends and, and things like that. So I don't know if I have too many on my list, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of, uh, you know, in, along that same vein, I, I don't know about you guys. But I don't play Minecraft. Minecraft's uh, MMO at best. Oh, yeah. like, I, yeah. That's why I threw that. I'm not sure. So, yeah. I know somebody was upset when we left it off of our Mount Rushmore list, and I was like, eh, it's a fair point. It should have at least been discussed. But yeah, the gonna... three of us are clearly are like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a very 
interesting conversation about that and what we'll probably talk about next week and is that even a video game right right other that, than that, like a like a farming simulator <laughs> that'll be a, yeah that'll be an interesting conversation but aj you, you got a couple of favorites that come to mind yeah um i mean i would say back in uh back in the day my friends and i would play uh fantasy star online together uh, mm-hmm. for the gamecube a lot <laughs> uh like that we would like that was like a weekend for us as it would be like okay friday we're out of school go over to david's house set up shop with some snacks and some pizza play play through the night and then sleep during the day at his place and then get up and immediately get back to it and then play all through saturday night you know stay against sleep at his place and then sunday they had to go some of them had to go to church and so it was like david and i would continue <laughs> while yeah. they went to church and Good then, to and then it would, we're the same we would go <laughs> home and, and then it was time to watch the broncos game on sunday <laughs> and it's gotta like, have a ritual whole weekends like yeah. whole weekends and like like seeing i could like the 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 albums that we listened to like the it was like breaking benjamin and pulse ultra oh, and apartment yeah. 26 <laughs> and, oh. Like way back in the day, right? Like all the, the like the oh man, and that those are Lincoln Park. Oh, so much. You have the electronica phase with Eiffel Eiffel sixty five too. We did not. We did not have that. Thing. Consider yourself oh, lucky. Hoobastank. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Hoobastank is on that list. Yep. Hoobastank. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like that was our thing, man. It was it was Fantasy Star Online where we would. You know, it it was the same characters. Like we were just working on the same characters and the same levels. And if you ever played those games, whew, there's not a lot of variance there. So yeah, it's kind of incredible that we would dedicate entire weekends to this, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of times. Yeah. Because uh, if there just wasn't a lot of difference, it was it was like the same stuff. And it was a good time though. Like had a had a blast. Um, really helped develop my love of co-op gaming because before that I'd done mostly sports stuff and um, outside of PVP because I was also, you know, I also played a lot of Halo and we played uh Conqueror's Bad Fur Day PVP a lot together. Okay. Yeah. Um, Perfect Dark and GoldenEye, those things, you know, when the N64 was still the, the big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was that was probably like the big one that we of that of that time for me. And then I've since gone on now. I play tons of co-op games, but it's like smaller things. Um, yeah. You know, I just I just yesterday I finished Darksiders Genesis. So recommend it. It's a good game. Um, it's got a lot of problems, but a solid seven out of ten. And really, if you have one other person to play with, definitely worth the time. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been going through the new Streets of Rage as well oh. with the girlfriend, and it's it's really I, fun. I was <clears> gonna <throat> say, like, as opposed to childhood, we are now all in a place in our lives where we have a significant other to play these games with. We do, yeah. And yeah. the experience of playing one of these games with your wife, fiance, girlfriend, whatever, is vastly different than it is screwing around with your friends at three in the morning in the basement. 
<laughs> I'll put it that way. True. True. <laughs> nice I, flex. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I think it's 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 true because there there are real world implications to things that go on. Yeah. Like um <laughs> Beyonce and I have talked about playing overcooked together. Don't do it. But we'll see, and this is the conversation oh, is that we're we're like She's like, you're gonna yell at me, and I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and, and she's like, are you sure you want to test our relationship like this? And it's like, no, but I kind of want. I I had such a fun time. I beat Overcooked One. I 100 percented that game, and so I like. I really want to play the second one. I really don't want to get into like a blood dispute with my significant <laughs> other over cooking the hot dogs the proper way, right? Like, I'm... It's not that hard! (laughs) Yeah, I'm... mm -mm. I really don't want to go down that road. Like, I love her to death. But I'm gonna yell at her. (laughs) I'm gonna yell at her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that those ones might be a little bit tougher. They're they're the um, co-op games that also build in like the hidden competitive stuff too. That's always interesting. That can uh, test you. Um, don't love the, it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. Like little things, like hey, you get a you get more bonus points. It took Katie a couple of rounds in Streets of Rage to be like, hey. How come you keep getting more a higher score than me after the end of every round? It was like, uh, because I keep going around and picking up all the cash. She was like, why didn't you tell me to pick that up? So I want a higher score than you. Come on, get with (laughs) this is how we learn. This This is is still a video game. That's right. (laughs) Well, it was like in Uh, Castle Crashers when you would beat a level, then you had to fight each other at the end of the level. And it was like, what the hell for? What is this about? Um, one of the strangest co-op experiences, and for me to, you know, I've waited a uh, little over 15 minutes to have mentioned Final Fantasy, um, was well there, Happy thank you. you, thank you, thank yeah, you, I feel sure. like, I think so, I think it might be, um, do you guys remember Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube, which required everyone no. who played it to also have a Game Boy Advance? I have no connector but thing. I remember the I remember the Zelda game that did that. Yeah. Because yeah. we had to break Wake into somebody's Waker. house once upon a time to get the fourth one of those. So we could yeah. play all four people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, a little bit of light crime that night. <laughs> just, just some some light is crime. It really, the sleepover unless you're committing light crime. That's um, what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And and Cygnus is right. There was a version of it that would came out come out later on the DS that was much more tenable to play because everyone could just have their own DS and you didn't literally have to get four people in a room plugged into a GameCube all with their own Game Boy Advances. But it did create a really interesting system whereby all of the people could have their own information on their own mobile device. And this was before, you know, cell phones would have been the way to do this. And there are a lot of, like, trivia games that work this way now where you just use your phone, like, as as your input device, right? So that's basically what they were trying to get at. And I think it was a really interesting way of trying to create uh, a co-op experience and it was a really good co-op experience if you could cross the threshold of getting all of that stuff together it was just such a pain in the ass so i never really played it much but my brother it came out when he was in college and he had a bunch of roommates and they all got the stuff and they played it and they had a blast with it so you know just like 
those kinds of things are weird though when they do put so it's like some person would get a key item and and they could either tell the group or if they didn't you know by the end of it they got to keep that item now they've got the best thing and they're they're better than the other like all this way it tries to create tension amongst like we're playing co-op man we're trying to be a team out here it, um yeah i one of my big problems with way too many co-op games is the balance of the games, right? Because occasionally you will get good games where they just say, all right, you can pick your class and things are relatively balanced enough and it's fine. But a lot of the time... Like a Diablo? Yeah, sure. But Diablo is a little bit different, right? Because what kind of brought up this idea for me is Drew specifically called it a co-op experience. I think you hear that a lot where they make a co-op game and they're like, we want you to experience this world together and you have to act together. And they go way too hard on this where they give like, all right, player one can do X, Y, and Z and player two can do A, B, and C. And you're just at odds with each other. Like certain players have to do certain things, but it never ends up balancing correctly. So one player always just feels useless. Yeah. Or not always useless, but they it doesn't feel great because you just end up sitting there waiting for the other players to do stuff for you a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just having gone through Darksiders Genesis, that's exactly what it was like. Uh, the way that you solved puzzles is that one person had the thing that you needed to solve the puzzle. And so while that person was puzzling... The other person was waiting for that person to finish puzzling right. so you could continue on. Uh, it was... I, I don't know how you avoid that for the most part um, unless you just have really complicated and interactive puzzles for both people. Uh, especially if you're designing a game that is also single player and you're also and you're adding in a cooperative element where if you're single player, you need they need to be able to do it on their own. Right. And... So having it be that way makes sense. But if, if it's purely co-op, like there's a game that nobody uh, nobody really played called Forced that was a four-player game, and it required four people to do every Like if you had three people, oh, you could go through the game. And that's why nobody played it. <laughs> exactly. And it was we got four people together to play through like 60% of it one night, and it was awesome because yeah. – Everybody had something to do. You were solving puzzles together. And every single puzzle had a component where each person had to be, had to do something, had to contribute something and in order to solve it. And it was really, it was just an interesting approach to it because you don't see games like that. You don't see games where four people have to do stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun, but I, it required four people. It, so you're just like, nobody's going to play this. You would, you would think we would see a rise of that. And I suppose we have a little bit with games like left for dead, right? With the, the internet aspect and, and that ability in, yeah. in modern day and age that you would see more of that because back in the day, it was extremely difficult to, to get that and, and four people in a room. But now 
games do eventually die and, and you lose a, a view a player base but especially for the first couple months when a game comes out you can jump into lobbies and and do whatever you want with a, with a big fan base um yeah i i mean that's it's funny because we were talking about how we've been going through streets of rage recently and it's sort of got me on a kick of looking and, I, and then for me that's like the the purest form of of the co-op right is those old arcade ones i played them back in the day there was they, they used to be everywhere brawlers um, uh brawl yeah arcade style brawlers the ninja turtles one was great. actually there's like three great ninja turtles brawlers there's a great x-men one there's an alien versus predator one that i used to play in the arcade all Yo, the, the time. simpsons one was awesome there you go um you know streets of rage back in the day and this new one so you know i'm going through looking for what Double else is dragon. there and it's all throwback stuff yeah the river city ransom stuff like Ooh, that um like those games are dope and it's like I'm, I'm with rudo like why aren't there more of these because even if i if i didn't have a significant other here in the room with me that wanted to go through and play but i was curious in it got a couple of friends i do a video game podcast with we can hop in a lobby you guys want to play some Streets of Rage tonight? Let's go. Or Ninja, yes. the newest Ninja Turtles brawler or any kind of brawler. A new property. Castle Crashers was pretty cool. I dug on that for a minute. Um, but why yeah. are there not more of these? Especially because it is so easy to just slap a license on it and make it cool and still what be I, fun. What I will say is that if you're a PC gamer, you're not asking that question. Um, because Fair you enough. hop on, you hop on Steam, and you are drowning in options to play. Mm. Like Steam Summer Sales actually end today, and yeah. uh, they, I sat down with a significant other and the best friend, and we're like, okay, let's make a list of games. And over the last month, I've probably spent two hundred dollars on games that will set me up for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, and there are still games coming out this year that I plan on buying. Mass Effect, uh, the Mass Effect remastered. Uh, supposedly, there's a Diablo 2 remastered coming. Like, there are things coming out this year that I would still like to buy, but I have spent a bunch of money on co op experiences uh, with, with people that I play with regularly. Um, but a lot of them are like small titles, not yeah. not AAA titles, not big time developers. That's the thing. Like there are so many. If if I were to go through my Steam library of about three hundred ish games or so, almost all of these have some level of co op component to them because that's what I like to play. I don't yeah. like single player experiences as much anymore as I've gotten older. I don't. I, I just don't. I like them less and less all the time. Because yeah. I feel like they're just they're just not very good. Like I'm I am less drawn into single player stories and adventures than I used to be. And the co-op experiences are all over the place. And you can get tons of different kinds of them to the point where, you know, we were talking, oh, what even is a game anymore? You know, I know we're gonna have that conversation at some point. And there are some of these games where it's just like it's just you and another person and you're just like solving puzzles. And it's no. like, is this what, like, what kind of game is this? <laughs> you know, like all you're doing is like, they drop you, like there's a, there's a trilogy uh, called we were here and like, we were here too. And blah, 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 blah. And those games, all you do, they just drop you into a world. Like one person is in one room, you're in another room. You have to find your way out together. 
um, there's a game, there's a game um, from EA called A Way Out, literally A Way Out. I think it's like two guys escaping prison. I've heard of this one, yeah. And I just bought it. I haven't played it yet, but I just bought it the other day, and two, it requires two people. And like yeah. this is this is where I think co-op gaming has gotten really cool over the years, is that developers started making games specifically for two people, just like this. And it's not something you can beat alone. You have to do it co-op. Yeah. Agree that it's cool, but I also think that development cycle has a penchant for creating landmine games where it just doesn't work. And you end up with this really awkward situation of a game where you don't get what you want out of it. Like everyone involved ends up being like, it was a cool idea, but things just didn't work. They're the you have to try too hard to put it into the format. So I will see how uh, exactly yeah. it, it goes forward. And, and those games always are going to struggle a little bit when, again, for whatever reason, the co-op genre has picked up this idea of, oh, it has to be an experience. Oh, this is something that Sometimes I just want to pick up Baldur's Gate and go chop up some dudes with my money. Like, <laughs> right? I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff in the gaming industry that kind of walks this fine line, right? It's like the like conversation trees, like uh, you know the whole having super in depth ways and being inter- able to interrupt people, and like that's been implemented really well a handful of times right. and, and really poorly a, <laughs> a bunch of other times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it's executed well, and, and I still, and I still feel like we're searching for maybe even that first, incre- to your point, incredibly great co-op experience, right. Or the co-op game that's that, that functions in all the ways that make it unique as a co-op game, but also, it doesn't detract in any way from just what makes video games great. Yeah, and and you know what, AJ brought up a good point too. There are a ton of co-op games that are not AAA titles that you play for 10 hours and, and you get a load of fun out of that game. Right. I've never really had a co-op game with a story that makes me want to keep going. Right. Like, yeah, there are some cool ones, but I've never been like, oh my God, what happens next? We got to get back. We got to do the next thing. Right. In a co op game. And I, unfortunately, like, I think it does take a triple A studio type of thing, but the, the age of like the BioWares and, Bethesda before they, I guess, Obsidian Studios, really. Um, Those are even further and far between than they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's been this other weird trend from games that are a little more AAA. I guess Journey was an indie title. I'm thinking particularly of Death Stranding now, where they do this, like, ghost co-op thing this like yeah that that's a whole new weird phenomenon right talking about how how do we define this thing um 
I'm not even sure how you would define that. That I, I don't know. Those are the two big games that I think of, but where it's like the world is affected by other people who've played the game. Right. For, and, and there's like a chance you can see them, but more likely you just see their effect on the world, which I think is a really interesting concept, but not sure it, it totally counts with what we're going for here. Yeah. Either. I don't really, I wouldn't count that as, as co-op. I'd, like, it's a cool concept. It's something I, I love the idea of, but yeah. you're not really playing with those people, really. Right. And when you you run into games like that, right, where Death Stranding was this totally off-the-wall concept of a game, and you have opportunities there, but it, it feels like companies or, I guess, video games get too into their one idea. If they're going to innovate something, they don't want to make a game like Death Stranding and say, also, we can make it co-op. And and it's fair to a certain extent, right? Because trying to balance a game around multiple people is hard enough. If you have to balance it for, okay, can you play this as a single player or as a multiplayer? It's, it's basically impossible to two so most games just make the decision of, look, we know every single person on Earth can play a game by themselves and against each other when available, sure. But to balance a storyline around multiple players is just hard. It's just I, difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think the proof is in the pudding on that, that. The fact that I don't think it's been perfected yet as much as we're like, there's a lot of co-op games we love. Um, but certainly from that AAA, like story-driven two people can play through a game and have an experience like the ones we have when we play a Mass Effect or a Final Fantasy or a Zelda or something like that, that it hasn't gotten there yet. Um, unless unless you want to disagree with that premise, AJ, I think um, a cool way to end it. You guys may have other thoughts, but uh, an exercise I'd like to try then is what would be the type of game that could break that mold? How, what is the formula to create a game built around co-op that's worthy of winning game of the year, whatever you, not from any particular publication or whatever, whatever you think of when you think of this is a game of the year, or this is a, this goes into the pantheon of great video games over the years. What, what is the formula to get that done? I mean, just go play one of the divinity original sin games. I, I've never that's played a, those. That, those, are, those are co-op games with incredible stories and great worlds and uh, totally worthy of uh, of a Game of the Year nomination, especially the second game was awesome. And the story was a lot easier to get into because you weren't wondering what the hell was going on sure. for very long, whereas the first game kind of threw some curveballs at you where you were like, I'm in this town... They're upset about something. Now I'm in the fourth dimension and there's portals everywhere and I don't know what's going on. And like, they didn't explain it very well. The second game is much tighter. Okay. Um, I would say that's a game of the year right there. Divinity, uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 okay. is is fantastic. It's, it's old school RPG. It's co-op. Uh, it's got a great story to it. It's got great character development. And... The game, the game reacts to you. Uh, choices are permanent. 
Um, if you kill if you kill a vendor, that vendor is dead. Like you no longer get to access their wares. That that dude is just dead. There are consequences, and yeah. you can you can decide to roll in and smoke a whole town if you want to. I've done it because I definitely definitely laid waste to one of those towns because I was tired <laughs> of them. Gotcha. Hard quick save, and then you get in there. I gotcha. <laughs> and it was just like, let's just do this all at once. And you just walk into the middle of the town, and you just blow everybody up, and you're just like, I'm the bad guy now. And it was great. Like that was a ton of fun. Um, but I would, I would say that's it, man. It's got the formula. That's got game of the year formula for me. Um, but it, it's got to be, it's got to be a legit title. It has to be really, 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 really well made. Yeah. Um, are- I, I, I think that. Like I said, there's a couple others here in the, the comment section. Yeah. Portal 2 and Borderlands 2 coming up. Portal, I'm a big Portal guy. They're just short. I hate Borderlands. But Borderlands is weird, right? It's it's it very not mainstreamy, and And while it has kind of purveyed into mainstream gaming culture, first of all, the co-op is really strange to me. Like, you kind of just run around in the world and there's no difference between the single player mode uh, the lego games in general had great co-op but yeah the lego games the lego games again, series like guys it's, it's really underrated it is yeah, no, it's an extremely good series of games yeah those and, are really good games but well, that reminds me those like x-men legends and those those games were were co-op and built fairly well like the as marvel ultimate alliance is an awesome series yeah yeah yeah. So, so what this gaming pod has done to me is I now have an ever-growing list of games I want to see that will never happen. <laughs> and, uh, this conversation has added to my list Shadow of the Colossus 2, which is just Shadow of the Colossus remastered for two players. Oh, where, to, oh that'd be dope. Like, yeah, what, yeah. The other guy going to be the horse? Like, how are you going to do that? <laughs> no, you just have two dudes fighting giant monsters. It's the easiest thing in the world. They're gigantic yeah. monsters. Right. Yeah. You're just working on them from a different spot. Yeah, right. Exactly. But it... it I make guess, it sound like going to a massage parlor. <laughs> original Sin 2 was a just good answer, but I still want to see a co-op game with true triple a polish and i just don't know that we ever will with to do that properly with a brand new co-op game franchise you cannot get it caught up in the machine the industry of gaming that thing cannot be released until it's ready yeah i mean i think that's hard right like you're talking you want a triple a game so that means that a triple a company has to invest the resources into it right and, and they have to come up with a friend a, a fresh new ip and then they have to nail every aspect of something that they've not done before like yeah. you want to know why you haven't seen it that's, that's why it's because it's yeah. just like yep it's very, very there, there are too many there are too many realistic hurdles to to get through yeah yeah, yeah. You know? it's it's very clearly a difficult thing to do and that's why there's <clears throat> a ton of I, there are some there are some triple a franchises that are waiting to be made co-op um look at mass effect you have squad mates drop in play your friends get to drop in and be those squad mates or they get to be their own version of shepherd whatever like however you want to do it 
don't have to be Shepard. Obviously, that would be in a future Mass Effect. It would be somebody else. But it's like, how easy? How easy would that be, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you have that. Have what about XCOM? Again, you're in a squad already. Just drop right. in, and then you guys are making your own decisions. Dawn of War Two kind of provided a model for how to do small squad co-op uh, in a in a in a campaign like that. So. I'm I'm of the opinion that we don't necessarily need a fresh IP in order to accomplish that, man. You just need some established IPs that have the balls to do it. You're right. The the fresh IP is not necessary. The polish still is. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they could do it with the next Mass Effect, can you imagine how incredible that would be? If right. the three of us could sit down and be like, oh, hey, let's go play Mass Effect 4 together. Right. And like we all get to sit down and enjoy it together. We're all making the we all have conversation decisions to make together. We have a I don't yeah, understand why the universe doesn't hire me to make good decisions for it. And the thing that I don't get about this too this sounds, is sounds so awesome. Right. That I would a hundred percent play that game. I I wanna go with Rudo after the Colossi. I believe that's yeah. the technical term. That'd be incredible. Um, that would be Incredible. And this stuff is not happening while we've had this explosion of multiplayer being necessary in your video game, uh, which is so weird to me that the MMOs have exploded. A lot of it, that's just because the Internet is better and more reliable and more people have it and more people have access to Internet that can stream games. Uh, that's, that was certainly the, the tipping point for me. But it's just it's also like we seem to have agreed that people. The video game industry seems to have accepted the basic premise that people want to play video games with each other. That's where we started. That's where Ruby yes. took us back to. hundred so percent. So what the hell? Why? Yeah, there are there are so many good properties out there that that could be just reimagined as co-op I mean, experiences. But there's the. It, I don't. We it, don't have to get too far into the gaming industry on this podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. never fun. But you can't turn a co-op game into an esport, can you? Uh, probably, probably not. Probably not. Which unfortunately. So that leaves us with four AAA companies with which to try to make some games. <laughs> uh, well, let's. <laughs> I don't want to end on a on a sad note. I do like Cygnus's idea of the co-op Zelda, where one person just plays as Navi and pesters Link the entire time. Or, <laughs> I mean, they kind of they kind of did something like that in um. Uh, Mario Galaxy, where you yeah. could be the hat. You could, yeah, you could. Well, no, you could be the uh, you could be the little star thing that shoots out bits and pointer would. Yeah, and it was uh, more annoying than helpful. It was like and, you just let me watch them play at that point. Like, yeah, it be it's straight up. It was just like this is only like very minorly useful. <laughs> right, right. And if they were uh, bad at it, it was it was actually annoying because you would just miss out on stuff, and you're just like. I mean, the good news is, so far, every time we bring up a topic on this podcast, somehow two weeks later, like news comes out that the new Zoids game is in the making. I was going to say Zoids and Harry Potter. Yeah. We've got right open world Harry Potter game too. Like no, I mean, we knew it was an obvious idea, but still, the timing there. <laughs> yeah, it was real weird. <laughs> I, like, 
My well, check now, better be in the mail. That's all I'm saying. Now, like, now, now you're not allowed to like Harry Potter in public. I know. Yes, I can like Harry Potter. I just don't I, have to like the person who wrote it. Yeah, That's like I said, right. on, like I said on Twitter, Orson Scott Card prepared me for this. <laughs> there you go. So, right, yeah. Orson Scott Card and Mike Shanahan. So, uh, <laughs> not a Mike Shanahan fan. <laughs> not huge. Not a huge Mike Shanahan guy, but. Mm. Guy can coach football gonna, and get some wins. Hey, have some off-air conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a huge John Elway fan either. As, oh, as dude, I've got stories. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so before we get fired, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up here. <laughs> Thanks for everyone for hanging out and sharing with us some of your favorite co-op games. If you weren't here for us on the live and remember to subscribe to the Twitch channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you give it a like so that, you know, when we're going live on these things, you can swing by, chat with us, let us know your opinion if you missed it. Follow DNVR Gaming. You can give us a few comments there on Twitter. You can uh, hit us up on the section, you know, the little comment section under the podcast. We always appreciate it there. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast feed. That you're subscribing to all the other DNVR podcast feeds. Getting some merch, subscribing to the stuff, playing WGT. Did I get it all, AJ? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, is that all the stuff? Play WGT Golf. Let us know if you missed it, what your favorite co-op games are. Thank you all for listening in today. For Rudo and AJ, I am Drew, and we will see you next time.